happy Friday, theater lovers. The festive season continues with gorgeous, flame-haired Catherine Soulier, who tells us about her role as a legit Theatre Sarnia employee, what working with your spouse in the theater is like, and she indulges me in a little cat mom and Christmas talk too. Oh, important to note, Cat is on a mission to make volunteering at the theater its most enjoyable yet, and gives details on the variety of ways you can get involved. On with the show. So, welcome, Catherine Soulier, Tusarnia Famous. Did I do it good? It was good? Yeah, you did. Thank goodness! Um, but yeah, welcome. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you here. This is my uh, co-host, Duskin. She has FOMO when I do these things, so she might stick around. That's all good. I love it. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you for being understanding. There's another one prowling around in here that could jump up at any moment. Just oh, a I'm a cat mom, too. I totally get it. <laughs> so, uh, so we worked together very briefly on Wizard of Oz, and yeah. that is how I know you, but we haven't really, we never really had a chance to, to chat or get to know each other or anything like that when we worked together on Wizard of Oz, so... That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. So yeah, thank you for bringing the little guy in for me to see there for a second. That was that was awesome. And congratulations on becoming a mom. What a thank what an exciting adventure. Weird. I said thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> been, it's been great. Cool. So I see that you guys, uh, you're very kind of bringing the theater stuff to him already with, you know, dressing up. And Ian talked a little bit about decorating his room in kind of a, a fun jungle theme and do you do you think that you'll get him involved in theater stuff or just kind of see how it goes oh I'm sure he'll have no choice in the matter yeah <laughs> a lot of that stuff is Ian he's a lot better at that stuff than I am he was right into he's way better at decorating than I am um even just like picture hanging and stuff he's like way better at it so, like, the whole, his, William's whole jungle room is absolutely a creation of Ian's, and he just keeps adding to it, and it's fantastic. And I knew that we needed to do, like, Halloween as, like, a family, but he always has ideas for doing creative stuff, so it's fun, because it usually turns out really well, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, I was saying to him that it, I think you guys are going to just be such fun parents, and that he's gonna he he's gonna be such a creative kid just by osmosis and by what yeah. you guys do. I think I can say that uh, if he ends up doing something like sports or something, we're gonna have to just pawn him off. Big trouble. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do, but I can't imagine he wouldn't be some sort of creative. Too funny. Do you guys come from from creative families? Um. I feel like our parents aren't really all that creative. My brother, I have two brothers, and the middle one plays guitar, and my oldest brother plays drums, and he sings a bit too. So we all got bit by, like, the music bug. My oldest brother was in a couple shows, but I've, I've been the one that's mostly been theater. And I know, like, Ian's youngest brother, the only brother, <laughs> Jordan plays guitar, and then uh, it's kind of a running joke that, Natalie got the brains oh. of that operation. <laughs> Not necessarily the creative part. <laughs> She's a brilliant nurse. I have all these notes written down, just trying to mm -hmm. read through them here. Oh, I was going to ask you about, so you're, you're, you're a bona fide employee of Theater Sarnia. 
right? Can you tell me all about that, what that's like and what your role is and how you got started there and everything? Okay, I'll do the how I got started part first, I guess. Um, So, like, I've done theater as a performer for a really, really, really long time. When I was little, I did stuff with Carrie Beauchamp, like, from the time I think I was, like, five. Like, it was quite young. And then, um, you know, kept doing stuff through high school. And then I went into university, and uh, I needed a job in between summers one time. And I, Richard Poor was uh, the executive director at the time, and I've known him. I grew up with his kids and stuff. So they had a summer festival going on. So I went in and I was like, well, I'm not in anything theater, but you know me. And that was kind of what started it all. So uh, it was a Starbright summer festival. So I worked all three years that they had that festival at the Imperial. And the Davids, Dave Hogan and David Rogers uh, became artistic directors at the VPP in Petrolia. Um, And so I worked with them for four years out there. And um, in the meantime, I went to Sheridan for technical, oh my god, what was my program name? Technical production for theater and live events. It's been a long time since I had to quote it. Um, And then I worked for Drayton for a summer, and then there was a posting for theater technician job at the Imperial. And it was full-time, year-round. It meant that I got to work with Brian, who I've been friends with for a long time. Um, and Dan Tidball was the uh, technical director at the time, so it was just a ball. And then Dan uh, moved on to his trucking company, and I was promoted to production manager. So now I, I do a lot of the same stuff that I was doing before, but I'm kind of in charge of all the technical aspects of shows. So it's been my goal to make being involved in theater your shows as enjoyable as possible. Because, like, everyone is a volunteer who comes to do shows at the Imperial. And I think it's really important that, you know, like, we put in hard work and the products that we produce for Sarnia are really amazing. But, like, if you're not having a good time, what's the point? So I try to, you know, be involved from the time of production starts to the time that, you know, we get to Tech Week. Because it used to be a thing that, oh, Tech Week is, is hell. Like, it's just, it's an awful week. Well, I don't think that it needs to be that way. And we've successfully been able to have a couple tech weeks that have been the smoothest I've ever kind of worked on. There are some times, you know, where you have unforeseen things happen, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder. And I'm not afraid of, you know, long hours and long days and stuff. But especially just for people, you know, you're giving up your time to come and help. I mean, a lot of it is social and a lot of it is doing a thing that you like to do, but it should be as enjoyable as possible. So that's been my goal with Theater Sarnia is to just try to be as much of a part of it as possible to try to make everybody have a great time. And if it's not a great time, ain't nobody going to come back and help. So, or they're not exactly. going to be excited to go and, and, and participate. So if you're not paying people in money, you can pay them in fun and a good exactly. experience. That's important. I'm glad that you Absolutely. have a focus on that. Yeah. So was that, was that your plan all along was to, to hopefully to make a career working in the theater? Or did that just kind of fall together nicely? I was actually, I think I was working my third summer season uh, with Starbright before it dawned on me that it was impossible to have a career in theater. I don't know why it took me that long to realize it. Because, like, you know, the theater programs in Sarnia, it's not like certain places, like, you can actually go to, like, theater-based high schools and stuff in, like, London. Sarnia doesn't necessarily have that. So 
I only really had any experience being in shows and was not the brightest teenager and realizing that so much else goes into a production. So it wasn't until I worked in it for a while that I realized, oh my God, I can actually do, I can work in theater and it doesn't have to be performance. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. And then, I don't know, everything's just kind of like led me back to where I am. Like it, I've enjoyed every part of the process. I've enjoyed the people that I've got to work with, but I'm exceptionally happy that I ended up back in Sarnia. I mean, I met Ian and now we're married and have a baby and, and I love my job and I, you know, I love Brian Austin is just the best boss ever. And we've got some new staff, which are wonderful and it's really good. It's a super fun place to work. You mentioned that you met Ian and you guys, through the theater, you guys got married in the theater? Yeah. Or was it just a reception? Like, did you have the whole ceremony there? We had the ceremony there. We did a reception elsewhere because Brian was Ian's best man. And if everybody knows Brian, Brian never stops working. So we wanted to make sure that we weren't in the, you know, we wanted us to have a, a great time. So we had the reception elsewhere. But Ian actually like wrote our entire ceremony um, and tailored it to us. So it had, you know, quotes from favorite movies or different shows that we loved. You know, we had a, like a whole bit from Brooklyn Nine-Nine in there. Um, and it was really great. We ended up getting like legally married at City Hall the day mm. before. Um, so then it really opened up our ceremony on the day that we consider the day we got married to just really be about us. So we even, Martina Austin, Brian's wife, who I had as a drama teacher in high school and Ian knew through high school too, she actually like did the ceremony. So it just like, it made it way more special to be able to just have, you know, all the people who are really important in our lives, like be a part of it. So it was, it's actually, it is, I think it's on Facebook somewhere, the whole ceremony. If you ever wanted to oh, really? It. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm going to be a creep. And uh, yeah. I, yeah, I remember even just seeing the pictures and I was absolutely swooning because how dreamy and you guys <laughs> are so creative too with, um, like I even remember when you were, you had kind of a gender reveal video. <laughs> That was freaking hilarious. Um, Again, Ian, that's not me. I just go along with it. I just go along with it. But yeah, the, the pictures I've seen of the wedding, again, I feel like a creep um, for saying this, but looking through them, like it was just so dreamy that, you know, that there's this magical space that you guys met in and it means so much to both of you and so yeah. romantic. Yeah, we knew that the some part of the wedding needed to be at the theater just because like where else would we get married? It just didn't seem to make any sense. So. Yeah, it worked out really well. And what a, a rare thing. Like, there are probably very few people in this world that can say that they have that space that they work in, that they met each other, that they were married in. So do you guys, you you work together on a daily basis then as well? We work around each other on a daily basis. It really just depends on what's happening. You know, if Ian's directing a show, we're in communication via work a lot more. I mean, we talk about work every day. <laughs> I mean, it's such a big part of our life that it's hard to move on from that. And a lot, you know, it's you're asking your partner, what did you do today? Well, when it's all, when we both work in the same place, it ends up being a lot of the topic of conversation. But it's also kind of how we our relationship kind of started it was I was working at the theater and he was you know just wanting to be around all the time because he just loves the place so we, we spend a lot of time talking about you know shows that we loved and different things that had happened in the theater and you know that's what a lot of our friendship was built on was just you know talking about the theater 
Does it ever get difficult having all of those parts of your life so interwoven? Um, you know what? No, I actually, I think I prefer it that way. I've always said, cause like I was single for a really long time, pretty much my entire career once I started in theater, because you work long hours and you work nights and weekends and you, you know, like some days you think you're going to be done at five and you don't go home till 2 a.m. Like it's a definite kind of lifestyle. So I always knew that whoever I ended up with needed to understand all of that. Ian never questions it. Like it's never, a, you know, well, why do you have to work late? It's always just like, oh, okay, I'll see you later. Like he fully, he totally gets it. So to me, it, it just like, I don't know if it would work with someone who just doesn't understand the literal lifestyle it is to work in theater. Yeah, for sure. I hadn't thought of that in terms of hours and stuff there. There has to be a great deal of trust and understanding because I would think jealousy could become an issue if, if the other person didn't know. Yeah, that legitimately is part of this lifestyle, this career choice. I may have to be there till two in the morning. I know I, I would certainly be like, excuse me? You're going to be wearing yeah. until two in the morning? So that, yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought of that. It's kind of a yeah. necessary part it's, of it. It's definitely going to be interesting when I go back to work full time. I, I think, I, again, I heard Ian talking about, you know, how we're very grateful that we have both sets of parents coming. And they're always super excited to watch the baby. So it was funny. I'm like filling out applications for daycares. And they're just like, what's a typical work week? And I'm just like, I don't uh. know. <laughs> Any time. So I think I put like 7 to 11 every day. Like these people are thinking I'm crazy. (laughs) That's another thing that I hadn't thought about too is so how would that work with daycare if you end up like you couldn't necessarily call the daycare and be like, yeah, I'll pick them up at 2 a.m. when I'm done. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it is going to be grandparents picking them up in the evening kind of thing. We're really hoping... We, you apply, like, super early because daycares are kind of hard to get into. Um, we live just by the Y, like, the Jerry McCaw Center. So we're really hoping to get him in there because we, you know, like, are literally, like, two blocks away. And then my parents actually live in the same neighborhood. So it's close for them. I mean, Sarnia, 10 minutes anywhere and you get anywhere. So it's fine. But the grandparents, they did not want to do full-time child care, which is completely understandable. <laughs> Um, you gotta draw they, the line somewhere. <laughs> they definitely know that there's gonna be, you know, some some evenings and stuff. But it is also nice. Like Ian does work from home like a lot of the time, so that's kind of a weird thing to be like. Well, sometimes he doesn't necessarily have to be at daycare, but I think he just you do it anyway to keep the kids' spot because that's like a whole thing. Well, and to create a space at home that is actually workable, I mm-hmm. I could see that where you you know you you'd have to when you need to focus on say editing or creating whatever and you've got a little guy that it doesn't understand why you can't spend all of your time with him and you don't want to just plunk him somewhere all by himself so yeah I could see that even though you might be working from home that doesn't mean you don't still need that space and the daycare time for sure yeah well and then you feel guilty too like if you're on your phone doing stuff and like independent play is important but like it can't be the whole day so it that's definitely a thing that you know we're trying to be conscious of is and like he has started crawling now so like all you know moments of calmness have gone oh, out God. The way. yeah they can <laughs> get now he's mobile he can get anywhere and find trouble we fortunately we have um like uh, my sister-in-law had like a huge gate thing that they like quarantined off their son 
um, when he was just like a safe space, you know, um, they've let us borrow it. So in the basement, we have kind of like a William safe section. So we know we can put like plop them in there if we like, you know, have to do one thing or another. But you definitely you can leave them for a minute and then come back. But because they'll find whatever it is they're not supposed to get into, they will find it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> For sure, I can I can just imagine. I, it's not a path for me. That's why I kind of went. Ugh, but I I certainly I didn't mean any disrespect by that. I uh, no, no, no. I don't know if you remember when I was pregnant. I forget what it was we were talking about or something, and you were just like, "Do you like it?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. And you're like, "No, thank you." I was like, "That's okay." <laughs> I am maybe a little too blunt about that for my own, but I just think of like having. To me, it's like that scene from Alien. Like, just yeah. having a, a creature in your body, uh, like, uh, it's that's so the weirdest scary. thing. Especially if you weren't really into it, I could see how it would just be like, this is terrible. Cat parenting is where it's at for me. That's where I like to be as a mom. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm sure people think I'm nuts, though, because I, I talk to them like, we, my, my father-in-law is here right now. And I don't think he quite understands because I keep saying like, oh, grandpa will pet you. Grandpa will pick you up. And he's like, these are cats. I don't understand why you're talking to me. They, I am not their granddad. Okay, crazy woman. Oh, man. My parents like are Grammy and Grampy to William because they have been Grammy and Grampy to my cat. <laughs> okay, thank you. That makes me feel Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I totally get you. Thank you. I, it's nice to hear that. My parents are like that, too. Like, uh, all of my siblings have dogs and stuff like that, which is so bizarre that I'm the cat person. But anyway, they call them their grand puppies and, and all of that. So that's where I get it from. But I know my husband's side of the family is a little weirded out by it especially because my husband suddenly became a cat dad and right. it's like they think that I like tied him to a chair and waterboarded him or something until he became you love them because uh, they're like you like them now because he'll wear like cat t-shirts and cat socks and stuff oh, I love it. and he wasn't that guy before before me it's just contagious I guess Oh, see, and that's how I knew that, like, one of the many reasons why Ian was the guy for me, because he loved my cat. Aw. <laughs> yeah. so, so like, oh, there you go. It's perfect. I'm sold. That's, that's so cute. I say, I don't know if he still loves them, but. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, day to day might be different. My, uh, my one cat, Oliver, he's a little bit of a stinker, and uh, <laughs> he knows how to push Ian's buttons. <laughs> They, uh, they certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations. I, I hear you're also involved in, is it Christmas on Broadway? I believe it's a Broadway Christmas. A, bo- a Broadway, Christmas. Broadway Christmas. My bad. So um, <laughs> you're a, an absolutely talented, talented singer. And I'm Thank assuming you. if it's it's likely, can you tell me much about it, the show? Um. I mean, I'm still learning about some stuff. I know that um, Holly has been working on a script, uh, Holly Wenning as the director. It's a lot of just like classic Christmas tunes that have shown up in a lot of like movies and, and Broadway musicals and stuff. I mean, it's it's Christmas music. It's just, it's so fun. It's, yeah, it's really exciting. The opening song is actually, was composed um, by a, a guy in the UK for like the British Broadway. Um, and so it's it's you know like pandemic related and it's it's a but it's really upbeat and it's really um 
you know, like we're excited to be to be back and it's, you know, like it's a celebration. So it really kind of suits the coming back into the theater space really well. And uh, I think the guy actually even gave us the song for free. He just wants a video of us doing it, which is pretty cool. I know uh, Frank Brennan, our director, was like really jazzed about it. I can't talk enough about the you know, other performers that are in the show. It's a lot of people that I haven't worked with in a really long time, which is really fun. I haven't myself been in a show for like 12 years or something like that. So it's really fun to to be back on stage with a lot of the, it sounds incredible. Like I just, I can't get over it. Every time I go to rehearsal, I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> these people are so good. It just sounds so great. So there's uh, like two full group numbers and then uh you know some quartets some small groups a couple duets a couple solos it's a gonna be a really really great show lots of pretty dresses and stuff oh yeah. i get to wear my wedding dress again which is really fun did you say you get to wear your wedding dress yeah oh my gosh that's exciting yeah. that's so exciting i still mine's still in the closet i haven't even worn it once yet but <laughs> to wear it more I than once because i hadn't gotten it dry cleaned or anything because we got married, went on our honeymoon, came back, and then the world shut down. So I pulled it out of the closet because I was like, oh, I probably should get it dry cleaned. Oh, my God. Apparently, we had a good time at our reception. <laughs> it was covered in brown spots. Oh, no. I was so worried. I was like, oh, my God, is this even going to get clean? But the dry cleaner did a beautiful job. It's as good as new. So, And it, you know, there's like, it doesn't fit quite right. But I feel pretty good being you know, almost nine months postpartum that I can fit in my wedding dress. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I can't even, I don't even want to think about that, whether or not I could fit into it, because it's been yeah. two years of pandemic life right. uh, that I doubt, I doubt it would be, it'd be a lot of Spanx involved, like multiple layers right. of Spanx to get right. that, to get that going. Um, yeah. I'm super curious, what, what's your favorite Christmas song to sing or like an assortment of Christmas songs? Uh, I mean, like all the classic stuff, you know? I'll be home for Christmas uh, you know like it's all just the, like jazzy old school Judy Garland sounding stuff like it's just that stuff's really fun I mean I've worked at like a good jillion Christmas shows in the last I don't know 15 years or where it's been and it's just it Christmas music is just so good like I, I feel like you just it's fun to sing anything Christmas related because it you just gets you all excited about it just put you um, I would say though, yeah, yeah definitely the just the classics are so fun. And I feel like they're accessible to everybody, yes. too. Like, that was one thing when we were talking about stepping to Christmas last year and deciding on songs. You know, we wanted to do something that wasn't choral because that's a lot of what Nightingale sounds like, and we wanted to you know, like respect everybody's different Christmas stuff. And we didn't want to do any kind of rock and roll stuff because there's a rock and roll Christmas show. So we kind of went with more mainstream stuff mixed in with a little bit of the, the you know, classic, songs that you want to hear and just every time we hear a song she's like oh well, that would be fun oh well that one would be fun to sing and then to to send it to like we could have a man or a woman sing it because you just you know you change the key a little bit and it sounds good no matter who sings it like they're just they're great they're just great I love them. there was this moment when I was interviewing Ian that you were singing in the other room it was so sweet he was in the middle of a sentence. He was very serious. And then he heard you singing <laughs> okay. and his face lit up and he just kind of stopped and listened to you sing for a second. And then he was kind of like, okay, what the hell was I talking about? It was, it was yeah. very, very sweet. He, so obviously just the sound of you singing just sparks love. The coolest thing that I think I found is me singing really calms William down. Not that he really gets that fussy, but 
Like if I'm driving by myself with William, usually Ian will sit in the back, but if I'm by myself, sometimes he gets a little whiny and I start to sing and he just totally calms down. I'm like, oh man, that's like a superpower. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Ian was saying that he seems to respond more to music. Yeah. So that's so, I think I again I heard Ian saying like he'll tap to the beat of wild. songs. There's he's got we call it circle. It's like an exercaucer thing that he sits in a lot after bottled, basically just to keep him upright so he doesn't poop. And uh, there's like a three key keyboard on it, and I have it on video. He simultaneously hit the key twice and went ba. It was in, and he was on like it was the same. It was ever. It was incredible. I was like, I don't even understand what just happened now. That was so cool. Oh, yeah. wow. So the kid's going to be like a musical sensation by the oh, sounds man. of things. That's as intense. As, yeah. As soon as he was born, my mom was just like, oh, my God, look at his hands. He's going to be a musician. <laughs> I just what what instrument he's going to play. I'm like, okay. I don't think I've ever heard someone say, like, okay, granted, there's not a lot of babies in my life and people know my stance on babies, so they're not, like, super excited to tell me about theirs, but I don't think I've ever heard of a child exuding that level of, of rhythm and awareness about it's music. Just, That's really And great. I think if you would have told me about it, I would have said that you're crazy too, but to actually experience it, it's just like, man. And, like, I think he probably said too like he has been listening to music since the day he was born like that's just like we always have music playing which i think a lot of people do especially you know you're not supposed to do the screen time thing or whatever um so we have music on a lot and he yeah he definitely enjoys it so um if you were to have like a duet someday with a little guy are there are there songs that you're like oh i can't wait to sing this with him or man i don't know if i've thought that far ahead oh, so i'm like planning ahead for you sorry um i definitely think it'd be super fun to like do a show with him at some point oh like, yeah i know there are some theater starring new members who have done that you know they'll they'll be in a show so that their kids are a part of it and i think that's really fun i think that'd be really cool as far as the song oh man that's a that's a good question <laughs> i'll get back to you on okay okay <laughs> if, it, if it comes to you like at three in the morning just uh right Send me a video yeah. clip or an audio clip and I'll try, I'll ask Ian how I edited it into the video because <laughs> I definitely don't know how to do that yet. When you were talking earlier, um, I think you said that there is no high school in Sarnia specific for theater. Did I hear you say that right? So, yeah. so then, and I, I, um, Catherine Forrestal, I was interviewing her a couple days ago and she mm -hmm. said that when they moved here from London, she felt like Sarnia had more talent than it had business having, given the size of it. And when you said there was no specific theater for it, that was even more interesting to me. So I wondered if you had a theory being so involved in it as to why there's so much talent here. Or like, do people come here for that? Or is it, how do you think um, that happened? I mean, I think that there's lots of opportunity for people to do stuff. You know, like I started with Carrie Beauchamp and Hidden Talents, but it, which she's still going strong, you know, like the pandemic year was supposed to be her 25th anniversary of Nightingale. And like I was doing shows with her before she started Nightingale. So like, you know, it's it's incredible that she's, you know, built what she has. And so, I mean, so many, there's not a lot of kids in Sarnia who are going to tell you they haven't gone through the Hidden Talents program. Ian and I actually like missed each other by like a year in Hidden Talents and like 
again, I could I could tell you a lot of the other theater starting kids have all been involved in one way or another. And then Holly Wenning and her daughter, Amy Maya, they've done a summer camp together. Um, I don't think they're doing it anymore, but they did, I think, for like 10 years. And then like Jen Brown and Dan Sonier, they had a summer camp. So like, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for kids to do stuff. And that's why I'm also like really excited. We just hired Mulan Burt to be our youth coordinator. And just already the ideas that she has for the program and like like she's got crazy contacts because like she's you know worked professionally so she knows a lot of people or has an in with someone who has an in with someone so she's you know looking to bring a lot of people to the youth to engage them in different stuff and you know give opportunities to kids to try different stuff the one thing i would love to i don't know maybe get there I'm just thinking about it because we're talking about it, is to have something to engage kids more in the technical side of stuff. Oh, yeah. I know, like, when I went to Sheridan, there were a lot of people who learned sound and stuff from, like, their church that they went to. Um, Because a lot of churches end up um, having lots of money to buy really nice stuff. So then they have, um, like, Pat Morrison, who um, has done sound for us a bunch of times. He is a youth minister um, at Christ United, and he again like he is an incredible sound person and so like it would be really cool to to find space for that i don't know why we i mean it's got to all just be about funding right in terms of high schools and that kind of stuff but there is like a weird thing where like we've got incredible people and you get to the end of high school and then it's the college years when everybody leaves for you know two to four years but then like lots of people have come back back to sarnia I'm not 100% sure why. I think it might be just like families are here or, I mean, you can't really say it's the cost of living anymore because it's expensive everywhere. But I don't know. I mean, if you talk to other people, lots of people say like Peter Sarnia's talent, but also like shows that we put on are above and beyond a lot of other community groups. So it'd be kind of cool to think that people come back for that. But I, um, I think it, it's got to go back to um, the engagement of the youth and stuff and that um, there's lots of opportunity for kids to explore their creative side through theater. I am not familiar with hidden talents. Can you tell me more about that? Um, sure. I mean, I'll tell you what I what I know. It's been a hot minute since I've actually like been in a show. Um, I work with Carrie whenever she's in doing, uh, she's, she does lots. So she um, does a, a yearly Christmas show called Nightingale. She has like 160 people in that show every year. And it's really beautiful choral music. And she has this giant set on stage that's all Victorian styled. And like her mom has done costumes for it for forever. And it's Victorian costumes. Like it's all, it's very uh, impressive. And then the past, I want to say four or five years, she's done a show called Glee with kids. I think like six is the youngest right up into high school. And, like, these kids, I tell you, they are so talented. Like, vocally, they're really incredible, but they every song is a full choreographed number. I am not a dancer, so I am just in awe of what these kids are able to do. And then I think she was trying to do it kind of every other year. She'll do a big musical. So her last one was Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, but she's done Les Mis a couple times. She did Beauty and the Beast. She's done Jack and Hyde. So, and people... People know. I mean, she herself is a fantastic performer. She's uh, been at a bunch of shows when she can. I mean, I'm sure she would say, like I would. There's not a lot of opportunity when your kind of your job is that. But but yeah, I'm hoping that 
come the spring she'll be able to do glee with the kids that would be really exciting but yeah so she's kind of a staple of the theater community in sarnia again there's not a lot of kids that would say they haven't you know gone through hidden talents at one point or another so is that the name of a company hidden talents or a program yeah oh okay so her company is called hidden talents oh, okay so that Nightingale is the name of her Christmas show. Glee is the name of her kids' show. Oh, okay. um, her company organization, sorry if that is wrong, uh, is called Hidden Talents. <laughs> okay, yeah, because the way, what the impression I was getting was that it was like a camp, a program or something like that. By the way that you had said you had gone through it and just missed Ian, or like just that verbiage of like going through it, it sounded like it was a program or a camp or something like that. She does a summer camp which actually that has even expanded. So like when I was a kid, it always felt like it was all summer long, but I think it was actually only like two or three weeks, but like your kid brain just like understands time in a different way. So in the month of August for, I think it's three weeks, she runs a camp like Monday to Friday. And the whole thing is working towards like a, a performance at the end. And I think it's quite a few kids that are in and it's for kids. I don't know the ages a hundred percent, but it's like, I don't know, like, eight to 17 or something. And then she actually, a couple years ago, uh, she started doing a, a one week session called Tiny HT. So it's like little kids, like six years old to like 10 or something. And they are just the cutest little beans. So they do like a little variety show. So like they'll do different, they'll do little songs. Some of the kids tell jokes. It's like really adorable. So she started out with like a week of it and now she's got three weeks. Oh, of, wow. Of that too. And I know, uh, it fills up pretty quick too, yeah. So it's very popular. She's a busy lady. Oh yeah, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard of that before. Well, I I want to open up the floor to you. Is there any um, anything that you want to talk about or promote or bring awareness to? Just, I'm excited for people to be coming back and for shows to be starting. And it's been a really really weird two years. And uh, hopefully we can and get back into it and get people doing what they love to do. I almost forgot. I chatted with Ian about this a little bit, and then he, he was like, nope, you got to talk to Kat. That's not my area. So during the pandemic, because I was looking for something to do, really, and, and just craving of being back in the theater in any capacity. So I took my smart serve. And so oh. I was wondering, yeah, and Ian said to tell you, so then for anybody who might be listening to the program, how, how would one get involved if they've got their smart serve and want to help out. That is a great, that's what I should promote. Come and volunteer at the theater. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people think that when you volunteer at the theater, it's all just like the show side of it, but we have so much wonderful people that want to come to volunteer who aren't into that. So bartending is one way to do it. Um, you do have to have your smart serve, but the best thing about smart serve is once you get it, you never have to get it again. Mine when I was 19 or 18, whatever it was, and I've never had to renew it, and it's great. So yeah, we our bar is open for every show, um, so um, you can contact me if you want to be a bartender. I'm going to say my email is csulier at imperialtheater.net. Good luck spelling it. <laughs> you might have to look it up on so the internet. If you go to imperialtheater.net and you, um, the staff emails and stuff are all on there. So you can send me a little email and say, hey, I'd love to, even if you don't know, you just know you want to volunteer at the, the theater, you can always send me an email 
and uh, we can figure out a good place for you because we also need ushers. There are volunteers that go in the box office. I'm not sure um, our new box office manager, Kelly Barrington, um, would be the person to contact, but I think all the slots might be filled, but um, it's always worth an ask. Yeah, and then like, you know, outside of just involved in the production side of things, you know, if you like to work with wood and things, like we're always looking for people to build sets. And, you know, if you like making fake hams, like we always need people in props. Um, if you like wardrobe, stuff, and like the best thing too is like you don't necessarily have to have the skills you think you do to be a part of stuff. Carissa Teske is a phenomenal wardrobe head. Um, she did the wardrobe design for... Um, Wizard of Oz, just to name one, um, which was, like, every piece was absolutely stunning. The Munchkins were adorable. The Oz people were incredible. The, the, the four leads were just, like, incredible, on top of the fact that she, you know, did all the makeup and stuff for it, too. But she will tell you right away, she's not a sewer. And, I mean, her mom is, so she's able to, you know, oh. give her mom stuff. But it doesn't mean that she can't, Be Im- you know, start just in wardrobe. Like, she is incredible at finding things in the depths of our wardrobe room being and repurposing stuff for like I I think she barely spent her budget on that show because she just was so incredible at just at finding things around the wardrobe room to create the stuff that she needed it was it's very cool so like you know even if you think you don't necessarily know how to do something it doesn't mean that you don't know how to do something <laughs> so there's you know lots of places to volunteer and we again we want you to have a good time so so yeah if you if you have a passion for something don't assume that you need a certain skill set still reach yeah. out that's a that's yeah. a great message and I think uh I think we'll end it on that note unless there's anything else that you want to share no that's great thanks so much for having me Dallas thank you I am I'm delighted that you had some time for me today So so thank you very much. Talk to you another time. Bye. That's all for today. But seriously, I had my first shift as a bartender recently, and it was a blast. The shift flew by, and it was a nice way to be back inside the theater. Email Kat if you're interested. I'll include her email and the link to SmartServe in the show notes, as well as the link to where you can purchase your tickets for a Broadway Christmas. I think there may still be a few seats left for this Saturday and Sunday's shows. Next week, David Engelson joins us to tell us why he loves performing as Kris Kringle. See you then.